serve it up to the whiskey run dry you take your sugar and take your sweets and welcome everybody to the lunacy podcast my name is tony i'm here with dave dave stevens my name is tony pervenanzi no connor no david no worries because i mean all we're gonna do is complain about the fucking game that's all we're gonna do today uh we're not gonna we're not gonna do much. Uh it's gonna be a very short podcast, everybody. It's not gonna be very long because uh frankly, I don't really want to get into the weeds on the loons game from last night because it was a late game. Uh and once again we're talking about how we can't score fucking goals. So anywho, uh this you can go weekend, back and listen to you can go back and listen to the last couple of podcasts because it's a broken record, yeah. basically. It's a broken record. It is, yes. But anyways, this weekend, we, uh, it wasn't, uh, well, Dave, you hung out with me and my family again. Uh, I did. So I went to uh, Malone's in uh, Mip Grove for a lunch, uh, played some pull tabs, and afterwards, you and I did some Dave and Busters, hit up heavy rotation, you know, got some beers up there. So, yeah, it was a, uh, it's a nice Saturday outing, uh, going around town. So, um, other than that, I don't think I, I didn't do much today at all. Do you do anything today, Dave? Uh, uh, not much. I actually got out. It, the, the day I expected the day to be a little more dull and dreary, but it was a little warmer, a little sun poked through. So I actually got out and about a little bit today. Um, actually went up to Omni, another brewery. Oh, three days in a row now. Went to a brewery, so that's pretty good. Wow. Went out to went out to a dog park near there and uh, sweet. Had some fun. Trying to enjoy the weather while I can. So. Yeah, 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 but yeah. not a whole, not a whole lot. But yeah, Saturday, like you said, that was fun. It was nice to get out and about town, make a few stops yeah. afterwards as well. So yeah, few stops. Uh, did some stops and uh, yeah, and I uh, got home last night. I thought, oh, wait, still up to the game. I'll try to wait, stay up till the game starts. Well, no, I I fell asleep and uh, woke yeah. up at halftime. So I watched the last half of the game, but it really didn't matter because whatever <laughs> no i uh i am i think i told you yesterday afternoon i forget what time we got back but late afternoon but i told you i'm not a good napper i just i'm not but i tried my best to get a nap in and i i don't know if i did or didn't but i certainly rested for quite a while before the game started mm-hmm. and then uh, was able to make it i stayed I, I either woke back up or able to watch the entire game um and uh i don't know if i'm any better off for doing that but i did watch so probably not probably not no. Um very uh we should mention uh today that now this is not set in stone yet, but we are going to try to do our first live podcast at a brewery on May 14th at Heavy Rotation Brewing Company in Brooklyn Park. Uh the uh last time we had we mentioned their beers in the podcast, they reached out and said, Hey, do a podcast here. And I was like, Well, yeah, we should. And now we're going to make it official because we just need to get out there and do one. So that's when the date we're going to try for. It's a Sunday. Uh, we're going to try for a noon start because they open at noon. So get in there before it gets crazy in there. And uh, hopefully uh, get to start it up again. We'll, we'll see. But, yeah, uh, super, super excited. I'm glad we have something officially on the calendar now. So very much looking yeah. forward to that. I think yeah. we talked about this a lot yesterday, but at least for me, the last time I was in a brewery recording this podcast. We all were was down in Florida, so and that was almost a year ago. So that it's been it a long time. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, I haven't done one around here for. I think it's been like two years. Um, 
so yeah, we'll, we'll get back, we'll get back out there and if all things go well, we'll be doing some more this summer, uh, into the fall and, uh, yeah, it should be fun. Speaking of beers, I do have a beer from Heavy Rotation since we stopped there yesterday. It is their, uh, what is it, uh, Corazon de Oro, which is a churro golden ale. Comes in at 6%. Uh, Churro-inspired blonde ale made in collaboration with Chili Lime Food Truck. Ah. Um, so, yes, yeah, so it was a co collab with Chili Lime Food Truck. And I'll tell you, this is a golden ale, and it looks almost brownish. It does. And it tastes very sweet. It's a, got a sweet taste. That's the churro, I think, in there, the sugar in there. So yeah, it tastes really good. Um, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna. Have you? There's a. Have you? Have you had chili lime? By the way, as long as you, as long as it's collaboration. There's one I up in Champlin, really close to my work. It is. It is mm -hmm. really good food. Good bowls. Great food. Yeah. Yeah, I think they do burritos and stuff like that. But I, yeah, I mm -hmm. always end up getting some of the bowls, and I haven't. And they they are famous for their churro. So I've actually I'm not huge donut or churro fan but i actually yeah. uh have had their churros before i didn't realize i was mm -hmm. glad that's pretty cool yeah it's awesome it's a good it's a good beer definitely tastes the uh, the sweetness the churro sweetness in it and it's a gold nail so of course it's it comes in a little supposed to come in a little lighter than six percent but i think probably upped it a little bit because of the sweetness of it um yeah it's a good beer i i'm thoroughly enjoying it um didn't expect it i when i picked it up yesterday i guess i didn't I saw a churro gold nail and I was like, yeah, it's going to probably not be the sweetest thing in the world, but it is fairly sweet. So, but it's good. Good times. Um, so yeah, Dave, what are you drinking tonight? Yeah. Well, first of all, shout out to heavy rotation. I, cause I visited both Friday night and Saturday afternoon with you. So yeah, I did my oh. nice dose of heavy rotation. love their beers. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but mm -hmm. I decided uh, to go with a different beer for the podcast. I ended up going with, I'm certain, I've probably had it on this podcast, but it had been, at least it's been a little while. I ended up going with listening through static. You probably yes. remember that. That is mm -hmm. in fact, that that's of course from Invictus up in Blaine, mm -hmm. not far from the MNUFC training grounds, of course. And uh, I believe this one has been around as long as Invictus has been around. I think it was one of their originals. So I think so too. Yeah. Maybe other people have had it as well. I love it. Uh, I've gone on record. I've kind of made my cream ale to hazy pale ale switch. Uh, at least I don't know if that's seasonally or whatnot. I know that like obviously a hazy pale ale can be like incredibly refreshing in the spring and summer. And this one is no exception. And so, yeah. It, and it's, it's kind of, uh, I guess you call it crushable. It's only four and a half percent. But uh, for it's your kind of your classic citrus, very citrusy. It looks kind of like you're drinking orange juice and it has a heavy, you know, lemon, lime, grapefruit kind of combination there. So really refreshing, really smooth, easy to drink. And uh, yeah, perfect for as we get into the summer here. Yeah. Awesome. Invictus and have rotation on the podcast. We do not have a Florida beer because David is not here. And David put it out even before the game started and said, and we, I totally understand where he's coming from. Games, these games down down in florida for him start at 10 30 yeah, so it's, it's bad enough for it's us. it's bad enough for us here at 9 30 but 10 30 is getting a little bit late so I totally understand that he was going to watch the game and uh yeah and that's that um let's talk about the game because i guess we have to i mean yep seriously well, we don't have to but i suppose we yeah should. we do we do we should now the uh lineup was pretty much the same except for, I believe, Valentin was starting for Taxi, 
Um, right. So yeah, tax, tax, yeah, Cameron Lawrence, tax, tax, he, he was injured, I think. No, he, it sounded, I don't know all the details. He's not injured, but he, he was dealing with a personal uh, issue. I think they actually did say it was in uh, something to do. They didn't go into detail, but something to do with his mother's health. So he okay. was okay. away from the team. He, they actually said um, he didn't travel with the team. Uh, I think the team traveled on Friday, but actually mm-hmm. they even at that point, I think left it open that he may travel separately while he didn't. Um, dealing with his per- personal issues. Um, yeah, so he didn't make the trip. I think, Tony, you're right, though. That's, I believe that was the only switch from last week. Um, so, of yep. course, getting Valentin and Taylor on, on in the in the uh, fullback spots. Although, I will say this, as long as we're talking about the lineup, Tony, it, I don't know if you're looking at it, but the bench was very, very thin last night. Um, very, yeah. Extremely. In fact, they actually brought up, uh, what is uh, Britton Fisher, I believe, from MNUFC2, signed him to a short-term contract, so he would have been available. He wasn't needed uh, in this case, but yeah, I mean, that's your backup defender right there, Britton Fisher. Um, and then you uh, you didn't have uh, Will Trapp. Uh, I learned Trapp, that yep. Will Trapp, he was didn't sound serious, but they were being precautionary with him because he had, I think it was a hamstring issue, precautionary. Oh, yeah. I could be wrong on that, but it was a leg injury. They called it precautionary, but they didn't mm-hmm. want to... Uh, uh, they didn't want to take him, but yeah, that left the bench really, really thin. Um, well, so. it was so bad that we went back to the old two goalkeepers on the bench thing. Yes, which yeah. which has you, been you a staple fill, for staple for Adrian Heath around here. It's like two goalkeepers on the bench. I don't understand well, you, it, but you gotta fill up. You gotta fill up the plane. You know, it's a chartered flight. You might as well get some. I guess. I mean, they might have was was well had three goalkeepers on the bench. They really wanted to. Yeah, and get yeah. Fred on there too. I mean, why not? Yeah, but, so um, I mean, I mean yeah, again, second second game in a row, mm-hmm. uh, uh, starting with Amaria on the bench, Mender mm-hmm. in the nine, and then mm-hmm. you know Sangbin, you know, in that center attacking mid role, which was no surprise going early, early week I, after you know the last couple of results. I thought maybe mm-hmm. we'd see a formation change, but basically, you know, Heath didn't fool around. He told reporters, I believe, on Friday again that. Yep. Nope. Saying Ben Jong, he's he's going to be our guy in the ten again this week, and so we knew kind of going in that that would be it. So, and he's and he's not a ten. He is not a ten. Uh, but yeah, I, I think you and I you and I talked about this yesterday. It's that he's young enough where you can kind of figure out if he can be a serviceable ten at this point in his career, and kind of see if he can do that. And uh, I I'm I'm thinking not really. I, after two games, I'm kind of thinking it's not going to really work out for him. Um, yeah, I, he is. It's he, he's a forward. He's a forward. That's what his deal is. He doesn't like sitting back. It's. It's. I mean, it is. You said it, it's only a couple games. Uh, it, I. But it is. It doesn't. And and maybe it's just hard to say. He looked. He's showing. He's. He looked pretty good during parts of the game yesterday. He looked good. I don't know. I don't know how comfortable he is. It's hard to say, but he did have some key moments. He did have some, man, his speed, but actually he did look at his best coming down the wings at some point, man, his speed, he literally runs around players, you know, going mm-hmm. down that wing. And so I don't mean, yeah, maybe he's not as comfortable playing, you know, up in, behind and in the middle like that, but the uh, mm-hmm. time will tell and it'll be interesting going forward because like we said, it's starting to turn into you know, a broken record. We aren't, this team is just not scoring goals consistently, even when it was winning in its uh, five game on beating streak. So time will tell. Yeah. This uh, game started off. I mean, from the looks of it started off 
a little pretty well. I mean, we had some attempted shots and things going on. Um, but but yeah. we uh, the thing that jumps out to me is like in that I'll say this. It started out okay. I mean, I know I'd been complaining about games earlier in this year where the start of both halves, first or second, this team has been very flat at times. That wasn't the case yesterday. They actually had a couple, a couple early uh, opportunities. Uh, Gar- Mender Garcia had kind of a, a golden chance, I thought, but I don't know if you want to call it hesitation or he was just too slow to react after uh, I think yeah. Valentin got him the ball right inside the box. It looked like a good opportunity, but just couldn't do anything with it. There's a couple of those chances, but I'll just, you know, Tony, since you didn't watch the f- much of the first half, I'll just generalize it by saying that the first 20, 25 minutes, Minnesota was basically weathering the storm. And at that point, my confidence level was not very high because you could see, you know, everybody from Dane St. Clair down the line, you could see they were getting gassed. They were tired because they were back being pressed on the defense by Seattle. And it was just, but they did weather the storm. And in fact, the, the second half of the first half, actually tide kind of started turning, not so much I mean, like Minnesota was dominated, dominating the game. Like we saw at times against Orlando, that was not the case, but Minnesota, you know, went into halftime at nil nil and they started to look better. And so I guess if we're talking about a confidence level, I was starting to get a little more optimistic. When I came on board last night after waking up and it was halftime and we were, it was nil nil. I was a little bit optimistic, right? Because it's, it's Seattle. It's in Seattle. I mean, you, you always think the worst when you play in Seattle that, you know, you're just gonna have a terrible first half and that's the game, right? Uh, nil nil score line going into the half. You're thinking, Okay, we have something here. At least maybe a draw. Maybe, you know, get out of Seattle with a point. Sure, because um, Tony, yeah, t- Tony, they actually asked the question, maybe it was right after halftime, right at halftime, you know, I think it's going into the half is, you know, who's the who's the happier coach at this point? I, I mean, mm-hmm. I think at that point it was, you'd probably have to say Adrian Heath, especially the way they did weather that storm and uh, mm-hmm. started at least maybe you could come out of halftime with a little bit of momentum, but you, yeah, you said it, maybe even get a draw because Tony, uh, you know, maybe you don't know, but uh, they kept, they said it at least five times. I think during the broadcast, Minnesota has gone prior to last night, Minnesota has gone into Lumen field in Seattle seven times. They have lost seven times. So they have not even managed a point, a measly point in that place. Uh, You know, it's a tough place to play, both the the field conditions and the crowd. And, you know, obviously Mm -hmm. Seattle is loaded. They have a great team. So it is. It's our it's our house. House of pain out there in Seattle. Let me tell you, it certainly is. And we don't need to mention the Western Conference final from a couple of years ago. But uh, I guess I just did it. Whoops. No, you just did. Keep bringing me down, Dave. Keep bringing me down. Yeah, 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 sorry about that. But uh, yeah, so the second half was more of kind of more of the same. Uh, there yeah, was, yeah. I think there was back and forth. And um, when I was watching it and, uh, you know, we got the usual subs, right? So we had mm-hmm. Mender goes out in the 60th minute for Amaria. Um, and so that's like, okay, well, now we're trying to, are we trying to score here? I guess we are because <laughs> it's a like for like sub, right? Well, I mean, it is. And we, I kind of, I'm curious about this one and I, I almost, wish david uh, was on because he could probably go into a little more detail than i could but it uh, th- both of those guys um you see a lot of frustration especially with regards to amaria lately um from mm-hmm. fans and unfortunately he kind of he, he left a lot to be desired in my opinion amaria mm-hmm. did he had he just he had some heavy first touches just he didn't really i 
I mean, granted, he only played a half hour, but he, you know, kind of glaring, a uh, couple glaring heavy touches mistakes. Frustrating. I get it. I get it. But also, you know, Menor Garcia, he didn't exactly light it up in the first half or, you know, first part of the second half. He really didn't like I think I touched on his early opportunity that he couldn't really do much with himself. And so I it's hard for me to um, to judge these these attackers right now. And I I don't know, maybe it's well, a lot of it's probably to do with the fact that now they're trying to insert Sang Benjong, you know, in that 10. And, you know, maybe these guys just aren't meshing well with them. But uh, it's for me, it's hard to judge. I'm, I'm not going to be one of those people that says, no, um, no, Amaria, no, Amaria. You know, in fact, I almost want to see Amaria get the start and play some significant minutes just to see a little bit more from him. Um, because it's not, yeah, Mender Garcia is not necessarily the best option. So it's a little, it's frustrating for fans right now. And the team, I'm sure, when they're trying to score goals, they, they just can't seem to score more than a goal a game if that, so. It's 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 frustrating, I think, for everybody at this point. Um, after after, of course, Amaria comes in, we get uh, Fregapane comes in for uh, Jean Saint Bin. Um, again, that's pretty much a like for like sort of. I mean, because that's well, I think then I think pretty much then Lude drops over into the ten, and uh, Fregapane goes in a Lude spot, and that's that's that. But again, Robin Lude is not a ten either, so. You know, there's no 10 on this team. There's no 10. No. And you play, no. you play a formation that requires a 10. So, hello? You know, yeah. what, are, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Yeah, I, yeah. I, it, no, you're right, Tony. And I think the team is thinking that, too. They they don't know what they're doing either. You know, it's they don't have Ray. You know, where last mm-hmm. year it was get the ball to Ray, get the ball to Ray, get the ball to Ray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but, but, but and they were doing that, obviously, you know, yeah. and Statistically, you can see that with his touches, raised touches last year. But um, yeah, they they just at this point they just don't have an answer. And and it does. I do keep going back to the you know the four four two four four two. And mm-hmm. I wanted to see maybe you know Jong Sing Bin with uh, Mender or Amari. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like we're gonna see it. I mean, if results mm-hmm. like this keep coming, uh, I think we're gonna have to see a change. I, I, even Heath mm-hmm. can't be that stubborn, Kenny. To keep trying to force this we can't oh he can't and he will he will he will force it until he can't force it anymore i we, we, knowing we've all seen what Heath does with lineups in the past you know how mm-hmm. many years right he's just a guy who he's got his lineup he likes he's got well his formation he likes and he wants to shove that formation down your throat regardless of who's on his team you know We've talked about this before. It's like, dude, you keep playing a formation where you don't have a 10. Well, you can't just keep doing it. You got to make, you got to do something else. You can't, you can't keep forcing guys in a spot they don't want to be in or can't be in. Um, It's just frustrating to watch young players get forced into bad situations. But then again, maybe trial by fire. Maybe some of these players come out of it better players. I don't know. But. Possibly. Yeah. That would be the optimist. And that would be the op- optimistic way to think about it at tone. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like that. And and make no mistake, I want to see more of, of Sang Ben. I think he's mm-hmm. really exciting. His his speed is just blazing. And and I, you know, he missed on a couple touches too. He had a golden opportunity for a shot, I think, towards the end of the first half. And and unfortunately sailed it high over the uh, crossbar, but, you know, so nobody was perfect last night. 
Um, but uh, exciting to watch. And I, I am excited to see the development and see what's going to come out of this. And, you know, I wish I kind of wish David again or Connor was on here to maybe laugh at me. But I'll tell you, Bongi, a long way, he, he's starting to grow on me. I think he had a good game last night mm. in general. Again, everybody had their issues in the mm. final third. They, they, everyone did. Every player had problems in the final third with the finishing mm. touches. But Abongi, mm. I, I think I love seeing him out there on the left. And there was, I think he, I, I'd love to have somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought he had a really great game. And so I want to see more of that. He's growing on me too. So he's, you know, he's gotten better. Uh, the, the, the problem, I mean, it's a broken record. It's been this all year now. What are we doing offensively? What are we going to do? What chance are we going to make to get balls in the back of the net? We haven't done that yet. We haven't seen a breakout game where we just scored in bunches. And it's getting to the point where like fans are getting frustrated. And I understand the frustration. You know, I want to see some goals. And our defense has done extremely well. I, I think holding Seattle to one goal yesterday proves that our defense is is very, very uh, stable yeah. and is doing it. Tapias Tapias is doing an outstanding job. Between him and Boxel, they're doing a great job on the inside. And then whoever they put on the outside has been doing their job to Taylor, Valentin, uh, Taxi, you name it. You know, they're doing their I, job. It's been great. Yeah, I have no com- I have no complaints about any of those players that you just mentioned. And it's mm-hmm. it's frustrating, uh, you know, because you go look at the last two games against what uh, Orlando and Chicago, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, Minnesota allowed two shots on goals in mm-hmm. both those games. And unfortunately, both those goals went in for Chicago and Orlando. So it's it's just incredibly frustrating. And then, you know, we'll get to this, you know, we'll get to Seattle's goal. I think it was about the 80th minute. And it, it was yep. a different, it was a different circumstance. It was not like, you know, against Orlando that it was a different, it was a problem that this team, you know, has been exposed in the past before. And the, both goals mm-hmm. allowed against Orlando were kind of similar. This one was a little bit different, um, but it, it's another thing. You played well for almost 80 minutes and you have one, you know, one mess up, you know, you, you, you blink, you look down and then you're, you're losing just like that. And that's basically what happened in the goal. This, if you want to get to goal, it. Yeah. We, yeah. This goal was uh Rusnik uh, from, yeah. from just inside, uh, just outside the box, actually uh, center of the box, just outside the box. It's a, on a corner kick. Yeah, um, yeah. It is passed. I'm trying to think who the assist was, but that was assisted by uh, Freddie uh, Montero. So Freddie Montero gets the corner kick. He taps it off to a crossing uh, Rusnik, who's coming across the box on the outside there, and he gets it and just fires it in. It's I, there's nothing else I can really say about it other than yeah, it was a it was a great score. I mean that that's that's that you know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, well, it it was a hell of a strike that from Albert mm-hmm. Rusnik. You're right. There's no, no doubt about it. But what did you notice, Tony? Was he not? Did, how much space did he have to take that shot? Too much, right? He had um, way too much space. Yes, he did. And, and, and then and I think that's what I that's what I mean about like the momentary lapse. Um, yeah, and it, it just seemed to me like, and I looked at it when I first, I think it was MNUFC News. Their Twitter account kind of had a really kind of a good summary of the goal, but basically, you know, I think he called it you know, like it basically zonal marking because if you look at Robin, if you can find Robin, I'm not actually looking at the goal live, but if you you can see. Robin Lude, he basically stands there deeper like mm-hmm. a statue, doesn't even mm-hmm. move when clearly mm-hmm. 
you know, he wasn't marking anybody. So I think that's what your zonal marking is. You know, he was just kind of standing mm-hmm. there in that zone in front of goal. Um, mm-hmm. It left, it, it left Hassani Dotson to kind of have to, you know, it was a, up there now. Yeah. Sonny Dotson had to scramble. He didn't make it still, you know, leaving Rusnak with too much space, but it was just the Mm -hmm. complaint is, you know, why, why, why can't you, you know, why aren't you man marking at that point on that set piece? Mm -hmm. You know, it was that, you know, they, you know, it looked very well designed by Seattle. And that's what I think MNUFC was claiming there that, that it was a a well-designed play to take advantage of that fact that they were in that zone marking marking scheme and Lou just stood there. <clears throat> they were in zonal marking because on that free kick or on that kick, that Seattle had guys all over the damn board. I mean, they had guys really like spaced out, right? And I get why you'd want to do zonal, like a zonal marking type of situation because you want to get as many guys in front of goal as possible, even if their guys are spread out. But again, Robin Lud should have been, you know, a step. He was, he was not doing shit. You know, yeah. you're right. He didn't do anything. So. Um, it, and it was frustrating. It was just really frustrating because they had played well. And then I think one of the most disappointing, in my opinion, one of the worst parts of obviously the goal was the most disappointing thing, of course, at that point. But but then the way that Minnesota played the next 10, 12, 15 minutes with, I think, a few minutes, completely uninspired, in my yeah. opinion. It was just jump. There was and no chance, no time after Seattle scored no. did I feel like Minnesota had a chance mm-hmm. in coming back in this one. It was just uninspired play. Uh, just really, really bad 15 minutes to, to, to end, you know, cause we've seen this team before, even in losses, whether it's this year, especially last year, I, I think I've said it on the spot that this team, Minnesota has a lot of fight in them. They don't give up when getting down. Uh, that was not the case. It, it almost felt like they were, uh, their confidence was blown a huge letdown, you know, letting Seattle score nearly in the 80th minute, uh, just a big letdown. And it looked like, felt like the team essentially gave up at that point reminds me of the minnesota twins versus the yankees in yankee stadium for years mm-hmm. and years and years they just like they go down they the twins would be winning and then they you know lose a lead and then they just be daubers would be down and be game over there was no coming back nothing yeah. you know it was over yeah. Yeah. and i get it oh, and, I, 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 i'm just gonna say like uh and the other thing we should bring up when we're talking this if any you know we said they lost seven the previous seven times now may, let's make it eight times that they've come to lumen field and this if there was maybe any game where maybe you had seattle on the ropes is mm-hmm. this one because they were we didn't we mentioned our lineup but we, we mm-hmm. should have mentioned that seattle was a little thin themselves because raul rally diaz is going to be mm-hmm. out for it sounds like at least a month with yep. a hamstring injury i believe uh, you had Nuhu. Um, apparently, he had an injury come up uh, after last weekend's game, so he wasn't available. The defender, and then Jordan Morris came in in the second half, but he, you know, he had played a full. I think he played the whole game uh, in the for the U.S. earlier in the week. Uh, oh boy, I'm blanking on who that was. They played. I watched that game, but now I can't remember. Oh, Mac, uh, Mexico, of course. Um, on Tuesday night, I believe that was. So he he was available, but only played the last 30, 35 minutes. So it was mm-hmm. Seattle was a little thin. Um, yeah. Um, I know it's it's frustrating, and and there's not much more you can say about it other than it's three losses in a row. Um, at some point, you need to get yourself back into back to zero again, kind of like mm-hmm. find your way back to the start and start over again. Um. And maybe that opportunity comes up, Dave, uh, with uh, uh, the uh, U.S. Open Cup on huh. Tuesday. Hey. 
Tuesday versus Detroit in Detroit. You know, you know, I'm sorry. I, I that I shouldn't have laughed because you're exactly right. I mean, if they go into Detroit and take care of take care of Detroit in Detroit, unfortunately they have to travel. But if they do that, maybe maybe that gives them you the little momentum, you know, going into the weekend. But yeah, so that you're right. You said that was that was Tuesday night they play night, yep. Detroit yep. City. Now refresh my memory. I could look it up. I Detroit City FC they USL championship or USL think so. one. That might be USL championship, I believe. Aren't they the same like league as like uh Omaha and those guys? Uh, let's see we, here. USL championship. Lost. Yeah, they compete yeah. in the USL championship. And I thought yeah. they did. I just wasn't 100% sure. Because we lost Omaha now because St. Louis is around. So now St. Louis is getting Omaha. So that's good oh. for us because yeah, you know, it probably is. Could you yeah. imagine losing twice, two years in a row to Union Omaha? That, that would be, that would be shady. No. Hey, look at this. I'm looking, I'm just looking up as we talk here. Detroit City, you know, their next game after uh, Tuesday's match against Minnesota, mm-hmm. they actually uh, mm-hmm. host. Tampa Bay Rowdies. Oh, the Rowdies are coming up. There you go. There they go. Mm. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. And I I don't know. I think Heath made some comments. uh, He briefly talked about the game, I think, last Friday. He he stressed, you know, the fact that he takes these games serious, which he should. He wants to make another run Mm -hmm. in this uh, in this U.S. Open Cup, which I find refreshing to hear he mentioned he he said you know no excuses you know if you don't play well you're going to lose you know he did reference uh maybe some not so optimal field conditions that, that they play on i've mm-hmm. certainly never been to that yeah. field so i don't know but apparently it's not the best but i don't know he's i'm not making excuses and he proceeds to rattle off a few things like that but it'll be interesting to see what kind of rotation we have out there you know and he you know he said he got criticism last year for losing the union omaha but mm-hmm. he made the fact that said hey we had seven regular starters mm-hmm. out there three dps um mm-hmm. and they still managed to lose so it'll, it'll be interesting to see uh what the lineup looks like well uh speaking of the tampa bay rowdies they play uh against the houston dynamo at home on wednesday mm-hmm. night so I'm wondering if I'm wondering if David will be going to that game. Maybe he wants to. Maybe he's going to do a little trip up to Tampa and uh, go to that game. I know he wants to get some Rowdies games this year, so be a good one to go to. Um, yeah. So the U.S. Open Cup is uh, this next round is uh, Tuesday and Wednesday of this week, um, and then next weekend, Dave, we don't have a game on Saturday. Ah, that's right. They mentioned that in the broadcast. I was like, what? We have what? a Sunday Sunday night game. How Which again, well, and it's rare, but also it's a home game, right? And it starts mm-hmm. eight, 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 eight o'clock, eight o'clock. What the fuck? Uh, is it really? Because it's an F, if it's an FS1 game, that's the deal. It is an FS1 hosting Dallas. Yeah. yeah, unreal. Yeah. Like, dudes, you're playing a Sunday home game. Why the fuck are you starting at eight o'clock at night? Ridiculous. So uh, we will not be having a podcast next Sunday night. Because uh, no, can't. We'll have to do it Monday. But yeah. Um, yeah, so we've got Dallas coming to town next Sunday night. Like I said, eight o'clock start it is Apple TV and FS1. Um, let's make some predictions, Dave. Uh, sure. There's really two of us here. We'll just make our predictions here. And I know David and Connor want to make predictions, but no, they're not on the podcast today, so they can't. That's the way it works. Uh, so I'll go first. I think. Uh, I just don't. Uh, I don't see us getting a victory 
against it's Dallas. Hard, it's really hard to feel. And remember, uh, Minnesota, their, their three victories this year have all been on the road. They have not managed to win a game at Allianz. Mm-hmm. And in, in fact, have had some really disappointing. Uh, they, I think they blew, they, you know, they blew leads in all those games at home. And so, yeah, really frustrating. So I don't blame I, you for not feeling confident. I'm going to go with a draw, though. I think they can draw at home, which will be okay. Uh, I think it's going to be a 2-2 draw hmm. at home against Dallas. Um, yeah, that's about as best I can do for this team right now. I can't be any more optimistic than a 2-2 draw. So how about you, Dave? I don't know. I'd say you're being pretty optimistic to say this team's going to score twice because uh, <laughs> that doesn't happen often. Eight games played, eight goals scored this year for the mm-hmm. Loons. So I'm, man, you know me, Tone. I'm usually trying to be optimistic with my picks, maybe mm-hmm. a little less, a little less so this year uh, as far as my predictions. Right. But man, I want to. I want to, hey, this is the week. They're finally going to get a, a win at home, national mm-hmm. TV. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is your chance to shine in front of the national stage. And unfortunately, I don't know, I don't have that track record in front of me, but I know they've had some real stinkers on a national stage as well in the past. Yeah. But boy, like I said, I think you're being optimistic. This one is just screaming. I'm going to be somewhat optimistic too. This one to me screams like a one-one draw to me. Yeah. Right. You know, hey, we'll, one, we'll one. rest on our laurels on on the strong defense. Hold Dallas, who mm-hmm. you know currently sits in fourth and. You know, yep. they, they've scored more goals. They've given up more goals than us. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know. 1-1 sounds about right to me, unfortunately. I would love to hear him sing Wonderwall. I mean, would even too. If, you know, I won't be able to make it to the game next Sunday night, but I would just love to hear that even on TV. Mm-hmm. Like, But, dang it, I just can't do it. 1-1. 1-1. One, one. One, one. Um, we're still, just quickly here, we're still sitting in the seventh place in the West, even after this loss. Um, I mean, it's because we've got some really, uh, there's teams at the bottom of the table here and there are teams that <laughs> I can't believe SKC has three points, LA, the galaxy have six points, Colorado has eight points, you know, but of course the eight point teams, Portland, Austin, and Colorado are like three points behind us. So you can't really say they're, they, they're shit, but I can say that, mm-hmm. that the galaxy and SKC are shit. This early in the season, I mean, Kansas City is is a complete oh. disaster. Oh, they've lost, they've lost six times in nine games already. Yeah, it's incredible. So shocked. It's bad. I mean, I don't think they had the best season last year, obviously. But to mm-hmm. look at, I'm just, I didn't. Re- I knew they were a shit show down there. Pardon my language, yeah. but I didn't realize. Yeah. I mean, they're look at their goal difference. They've scored three goals in nine games. Three goals. You think our offense is yeah. bad? Their <laughs> offense is terrible. I mean, that actually makes me feel a little better now. At least we're not SKC talking about their team. But boy, wow, Back. that's rough. And uh, you, you look over, you know, in the, the Eastern Conference, and you go, okay, well, you know, most of the teams up there are, should be there. Um, Montreal has looked terrible this year, uh, as as well as Miami. So they're both sitting with six points. But I just can't. I look at the Western Conference table and I, I I see it and I go, wow, there's, I mean, Portland, Colorado, SKC, the Galaxy, all those teams should be up higher. Um, and they're not. I mean, you got teams like Houston's with 13 points, San Jose with 14 points. I mean, what the fuck's going on there? And you then, know? you know, St. Louis, nobody really, St. Louis. Pred- nobody could have predicted that start. No, um, they're no. having. Um, no. It's, it's really, it's, it's going to be interesting, I think. 
obviously expanded playoff format with nine teams mm-hmm. making it, you know, from each conference that it's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I mean, points per game. Uh, I wonder, you know, would you, will we even see a team with a, you know, more wins and losses, let's say what? in that nine spot, it's possible. We won't, it, it'll be interesting. I mean, more losses than wins. I'm well, I meant, are we going to see are, like right now, uh, Salt Lake has, has mm-hmm. three wins and five losses. I mean, that I'm saying, do you think that'll continue? I mean, will that how will that be how things end up? A team that has think so. more losses than wins, yeah, or, yeah. or whatever I, you want to say. I think, I think so. I think it's going to happen this year. And uh, I think you're going to people, especially if it happens, you're gonna people going, well, you're watering down the playoffs. But yeah, every really. league, every league is doing the same damn thing. Mm-hmm. And it's all about mm-hmm. the, it's all about the money. It's all about the Benjamins, baby. It's all about the Benjamins. It really is. I still can't get over that. I think I uh, we don't need to go over the format now, but how at some point in the is it the first round they're gonna have like a best of three, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then not yeah. only are you watering down the playoffs, adding nine teams, mm-hmm. now you're gonna make teams play mm-hmm. you know more games. Uh, it's just like what you could have done in that first round is I think they should have done is go back to the old format of you play two games, one home, one away, and uh, whoever scores the most goals wins, regardless of who wins and loses. You know what I mean. Right, right, goal, right. We call it that. Um, well, you, you'd you have the away goal advantage, but um, yeah. it is an aggregate score in, in aggregate home score. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. Home and home would do that, and then you'd give the edge uh, to away goals. Like that would be the yeah. kind of tiebreaker if it was even. You do, ag- then, you do aggregate scores. That's what you do. Yeah, but yeah. I guess we're past that now. So, whatever. Uh, let's stop talking about the loons, Dave, because it's Sunday night, and I really don't want to have a bad feeling when i go to bed tonight um fair enough we have we have no we have no uh soccer history because connor's not here so what we'll do is we'll talk about two funny news stories uh the first one dave's out of brussels did Hmm. you hear about this they uh probably not the guardians of champagne will let no one take the name of the bubbly beverage in vain not even a u.s beer behemoth for years, Miller High Life has used the champagne of beer slogan. This week, that appropriation became impossible to swallow. At the request of the trade by defending the interests of houses and growers of the northeastern French sparkling wine, Belgian customs crushed more than 2,000 cans of Miller High Life advertised as such. The Committee of Champagne asked for the destruction of a shipment of 2,300 cans on the grounds of the century-old motto, used by American Brewery, infringes the protected designation of origin of champagne. Hmm. Uh, yeah, the consignment was intercepted at the Belgian port of Antwerp in early February, and uh, it was destined for Germany. Uh, they said, yeah, we, uh, we we're going to destroy it. So that's what they did. Wait, hold the phone here. Like, I mean, I, first of all, that's a great slogan, and I don't mm-hmm. know if anybody's... Mm-hmm. For people who have actually drank and drank Miller High Life, then uh, mm-hmm. you know we can say this in jest. But hold the phone! I cannot believe that they are sending people in Europe actually drink Miller High Life. It was going well, to Germany. A shipment of beer was going to Germany. Did I get that right? Wow! So here's here's and here's the thing. I was just going to bring this up too, and it's, it's great you asked that. Molson Coors, which owns Miller High Life brand, does not currently export it to the EU, mm. and the Belgium Customs declined to say who ordered the beer. So somebody ordered it from. Mm. Germany. Yeah. The buyer in Germany was informed and did not contest the decision. So somebody in Germany was trying to buy this beer and okay. it got stopped at the uh stopped at the so, old uh import there and got crushed. So 
So it could have been like an expat living in Germany that just wanted their uh, supply of Miller been. High Life, you know, refresh. Would have been. I mean, yeah. Like, oh, I just want some Miller High Life. And they're like, nope, it's not. The, you cannot use champagne and beers in this because the champagne committee of champagne says absolutely fucking not. Can't hmm. do it. Well, yeah. I mean, that's taken a whole new level. I mean, of course, you know, you're supposed to call, you know, sparkling wine, sparkling wine, not champagne, mm -hmm. unless it was made in that region of france but yeah. wow to, to start attacking beers just for mm -hmm. using that slogan that's taken it to a whole new level we're serious and that's it's no matter how popular the slogan is in the united states it is incompatible with european european union rules which make clear that goods infringing a protected designation of origin can be treated as counterfeit so it can't be you can't have champagne on anything that's not from france yes. or from the mm. regions of france yeah. Uh, so yeah, they, there was a whole. They created a whole uh, guaranteed, uh, true and origin and quality of artisanal food, wine and spirits, protected from imitation. And yeah, they they they're totally about that. So yeah, and uh, Molson Coors uh, respected local restrictions around this. Uh, they're not the ones who sent it over there. Somebody ordered it. You know, that's that. So hmm. don't be trying to order uh, Miller High Life anywhere in Europe because you're not going to get. It. Okay, good to know. So uh, there's that. And then another one to finish it off here. Out of Vienna, out of uh, Germany, Vienna there. Uh, we have uh, Vienna nudists oppose play plans for cable car over their beach. Hmm. Cable so, car uh, over their beach. Nudists in Austria are up in arms about plans for a cable car that would pass over a popular beach on the northern edge of Vienna where clothing is optional. The uh, country's Austria press agency on Friday quoted nudist Barbara Husgel saying she feared for her privacy if cable cars users with cell phone cameras are allowed to swoop across the area. I don't want to end up on the Internet, the 72-year-old person said. Oh, no. <laughs> Ma'am, you know. I'm, I'm sorry, Barbara. You're not going to end up on the Internet. Sorry. <laughs> you never you. know. You never know. Uh, project developer Hans DeJaco sought to reassure nudists, saying the cable cars would only pass over the beach for a short stretch. In addition, the windows could be made to turn opaque automatically, he said. He was quoted as saying. So they could, like, just yeah lock the windows out when uh, they're doing that. Yeah. You know, so, but the, I, I couldn't help but I couldn't help but think when you brought that up, I, that this story up, I had obviously not heard of it before, but it, it, it has, it reminds me of the classic uh, movie, one of the best movies ever made, just kidding, maybe not, uh, Euro Trip. There's a famous, trip. yeah, 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 yeah. You'd be seen in that movie, yeah, you'd be uh, seen that funny. one, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I get it that the nudists don't want the people to see from the cable cars, but there's ways around it, I think. And uh, I don't think if this lady is the spokesperson for this and she's 72, I don't think a lot of people are going to be taking pictures. I just don't, <laughs> probably not. You know what I mean, no, you know what I mean, yeah, you're That's right, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> most of the time, if you go to a nude beach or whatever there are it's not it's not attractive at all um, no they're just like just like euro trip that's the, the great well thing. yeah the, now speaking of that and i don't know i probably told you this day but i probably haven't told the listeners this there was a time back when i first started dating kelly there's a place called hidden beach in i think it was robinsdale or new hope and it was, hmm. it was it's, it's been in the news a couple times in the past couple years because it is a local beach kind of a they call it hidden beach but people go there to be nude, right? And it's off the beaten path. You have to you have to go under a fence 
go through this thing to get there. And I remember going there with Kelly and her friends one time and thinking to myself, I'm like, well, it's a nudist beach. I wonder who's going to be here. Guess what it was, Dave? Take me to Morning. a wrong guess. Just a bunch of dudes. Oh, it was sure, just a bunch sure, of guys. Sure, sure. Yeah. You know, that's what it was. Yeah. I mean, that was all that was there. And yeah. so I'm walking around there. And I'm like, this is a bunch of just old dudes with their junk hanging out. You know, that, sound, I mean, that sounds is, about this, right. Yeah, this isn't even uh, my favorite guy was there was a guy who biked he, biker guy came in wearing his bike shorts and his bike shit, and whatever. And he stopped at the nude beach and they had a picnic table up there. And he sat at the picnic table and pulled his pants down around his ankles and just sat there sunning himself for about 10 minutes, and then pulled them back up and then <laughs> left. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? This is just. Am I in like some sort of like crazy land or what? What's going on? So, yeah, it's never nude beaches are never as cool as they seem. Really, they're not. Yeah. Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. So, Sounds like a good yeah. idea in theory, but yeah, no, can't. Of course it does. Like nudist colonies, I mean, they're never as good as they seem. Nudist colonies are always like just, you know, you know, regular people, you know. So, anywho, um, anything you want to talk about before we get out of here? It's a very short podcast today because. Yeah. No, that's good. Uh, I, I think it was, yeah, let's keep it short. And uh, I'd, l- I'd like to say go wild. They're losing as we record this, though. So, no. But, uh, unfortunately, there's still five minutes left in the game, but uh, they're losing 2-1. Two, two so, yeah, bad kind of bad sour uh, sour sports weekend again. We've had a couple oh, of those back-to-back, back, it feels like. And the Twins, you know, they managed a win today at least. They did. Uh, they did. Salvage, you know, uh, getting swept yeah. by the Nationals at home. But, uh, yeah. Which is – which is which is nuts. The Nationals like have like nobody on that team. Mm-hmm. Like they are a shit team, and you're losing to them. It's like how does this happen? Yeah, um, yeah. The Timberwolves against Denver. I knew this was going to be like a bad series, anyways. I was like, yeah, fuck it, we're out of this one. And one, plus, we're one, missing one versus eight. Never works that well in the NBA. I feel like, of, mm-hmm. like of all sports, your one, your mm-hmm. top versus bottom seed doesn't go mm-hmm. well for NBA. It seems like. And the wild, of course, they had a triumphant Friday night. Yeah, yeah, that was and fun. I was, I was hoping that they would come back tonight and kick some ass again, but it looks like they're not doing so well. Got a chance, so, but uh... yeah, just a shitty weekend in general for the sports teams. I'm it's mm-hmm. just terrible. Good weekend uh, for the craft beers, though. At least we got yeah, out and had a good Saturday. Good. Had some craft beer, yeah. so that was nice. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's about all it was good about the weekend was the uh, that shit and everything else has been crappy. Yes. So. Yeah. Oh man, what a what a painful podcast to do. Really, it's been <laughs> this has been pain, very painful. Yeah, Tony, we're heroes for for being here tonight, and just you and mm. I, and, and trying to get oh. through this crappy game. And, uh, oh. You know, maybe maybe it's a good thing David was unavailable for this one, and Connor was unavailable because yeah. you know then we would have spent another half an hour bitching and moaning about you know, and we would have taken obviously a much deeper dive into to yeah. to everything statistically and everything. And uh, but do you yeah, really want to take do you, no? Do you want to take no, a I deeper don't. dive in the third loss in a row? I mean, you really no, there's nothing there's nothing else to say. I want to it, get to the, can't, our, the next win as soon as possible. It, it happens every week now for the past few weeks. You can't score goals, and you gave up a goal. And usually, mm-hmm. if you give up a goal in soccer, 
you're probably going to get a draw or maybe get a win because you're going to score more goals, but not not this team. But at least, yeah. you know what I can say? At least we're not SKC. That's all I can say. At least there we're not go. SKC. There you yeah. go. Could, could be worse. Could be worse. All right. Well, let's get out of here. Uh, yeah, so myself, yeah. myself, Tony, and for Dave, we'll talk to you guys next week. Go Loons. Go Loons.